Hello everyone, Squee here, and welcome to episode 5 of Curse of the Crimson Throne. What? What do you mean I'm a week late? No, I'm not. You, you're, you're a week late. D uh, nailed it. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, editing takes time, and time is something that is a luxury of mine. Not a luxury of mine. Wait, what's the saying? How's the saying go? Not a lu- It's- I don't have it. I got no time. Um, so things are going to be a bit more on a flexible schedule. I'm still wanting to get you an episode a week, though every time I seem to set myself a goal, something happens with my job or something where I don't quite make the goal. So suffice to say, let's just say that we will have a steady stream of these episodes going up on a regular basis. Um, the goal is once a week. Um, but some good news, some good news. Um... I've spoken with the other players, and uh, we're going to start rotating who makes these entrances. So it won't always just be me that you have to deal with at the beginning and ending of each episode. It'll be the other players as well. So um, if you guys have any questions for specific players, by all means, leave them in the comments, and I'm sure they'll be happy to answer them. Um, should be good times. So uh, without further ado, let's get right into it. Curse of the Crimson Throne, Episode 5. Children are the future. So uh, you've got a bunch of dead corpses, you've got the treasure, uh, you've got Lita, and you have a bunch of orphans headed towards Miri's house, um, I think. <laughs> What's your next step? Um, What's your next Miri's move? going home. <laughs> yeah, Otto's going home. Otto doesn't... Oh, wait, Quote, right, unquote, okay, home. got it. Otto's taking Lita <laughs> yeah. home. I understand. Um, um, Weary is going to um, pause on her way out and ask Lita if she would like to see her friends. Lita would nod her head vigorously and say, yes, please. Are they okay? They are. To my I guess knowledge. we'll go find out. I guess we're going to Miri's home. Weary's home. Yep. Okay. And so Arlen just follows along. All right. Uh, two things. Thing number one, congratulations! You are all now level Yay. two. Oh wait, wait! Can I, can I interject something before we we continue on? You had sure. mentioned a whole bunch of chests and stuff upstairs in some of those rooms yeah. that we haven't looked through. Very, and we had very is that a total waste of time? Or we do either. That? No, it's not a total waste of time. Uh, if you go and check on your way out, yes. Um, give me a second. I will tell you what. Because there the were chests. desks and chests. Um, and... Mary, Mary is not going to loot uh, the upstairs. Uh, she will um, ask Otto for Lita, and she will go home. Otto is not letting her go unless Lita refuses. But I still want something to potentially lead us to Gadrian Land. So Arlen will suggest. Um... <sighs> Murray, if you give me your address and uh, I can kind of look through the stuff here, Otto, if you want to go with her. And I'm sure eventually I'll be able to find it. I mean, it did take me 
like what uh six hours to get here, but you know Amelia will help her through two blocks, but and she will also help her find her way through the city. Moira gives her kind of a deadpan look and says, right, "It's the okay. only one on the street with scorch marks." <laughs> Well, it did take me, what, like six hours to go two blocks earlier? Okay, that's fine. Then I'll go as well. Um, Weary will make right. progress. Okay. Um, this won't take too long. Uh, the 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 cabinet... Okay, you, you search most of the chests. You don't find much. But there is a cabinet towards the back of the room that is locked. Um, does anyone have disabled device? Yes. Would you please roll me that? If I can find my mouse. Woohoo! Wow. Our little Mario's a 24. Uh, you very expertly, even without thieves' tools, uh, managed to disable the lock. Um, and uh, inside, you find that it holds six small pouches, four of which contain 50 copper pieces each, and two of which contain 50 silver pieces each. Uh, now you know that uh, money in Pathfinder uh, goes. Hang on a second, I'll actually pull it up. But it's a hundred copper pieces per gold coin and ten silver pieces per. Gold Sorry, coin. that was so. That was four with fifty it, copper and two with fifty silver. Correct. So it, it basically, you find about twelve gold pieces worth of. Yay. And that's all. My lunch. That is all you find in those rooms. Uh, did do we find anything? On yeah, the I was just about to ask that. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yes. Hang on a second. On Hookshanks, where be Hookshanks? He be dead. Uh, yeah, you be find a, uh, be on the hell. gnome. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you find studded leather. A masterwork cookery, which Miri is quite well acquainted with. A uh, disguise kit and seven gold pieces. Uh, on the pirate, you don't find much of anything, but on giggles, give me a second. On uh, giggles, you find uh, three potions of cure light wounds, uh, chainmail, a composite longbow of plus three strength. 20 arrows, a flail, and 72 gold pieces. I hope someone else got that because I don't write that fast. You're going you're going too fast. Composite longbow what? Sorry. Uh, with a plus three. Basically, plus three strength means that you can add up to plus three strength modifier. So what a composite longbow does is it allows you to add your strength modifier to the damage roll up to plus gotcha. three. Okay. Oh, I thought it like, uh, automatically added plus three strength to it. No, no, like, damn. no, 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 no. Arrows or to... bolts? Arrows, arrows. A uh, flail and 72 gold pieces. Okay. And how much gold was on a hook shanks? Seven. Seven? Mm-hmm. Okay. You should probably dump them in the river, too, really, just to be safe. Yeah, all the bodies she kind of just... Dumps over okay. to feed the uh, shark sure. fishies. Uh, so, but not the dog. Like he said, was a good boy. Uh, not the dog's good. Like I said, welcome to level two. And my other question is, are we f- wrapping up for the night? Or are we continuing to go? I can keep going. Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm good to go. 
My wife's out of town. I have nothing else to do. Otto? I'm, I'm always up late now. All right, late night. Here we go. Can we can, can we take one quick break though? Yeah, I need to yeah, get some water. Yeah, let's. All right. So we never really discussed where your orphanage was located within the city. Uh, we said Old Corvosa. Old Old Corvosa. Okay, good. Um, well then, <laughs> which means my walk we'll was say, very short. We'll say that yeah, that um, it's not going to be in the. Worst of the ghettos. We'll say that your orphanage, what's left of it, is here. About what time is it now? Oh gosh, it's like two in the morning. Awesome. <laughs> so All let the me ruffians are line. out. Yeah, you I was better be say. careful. All the drunk people are out and about. Oh shit. Alright, so you said it's right here? That's me. This house. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The remains of that house. Oh. This one. Uh-huh. So, uh, w- we can go ahead and just narratively say that you all make your way that direction. Um, you, um, it's like two in the morning by the time that you get there. It's not a very long walk. Uh, Otto and, uh, Miri would be the first ones to arrive. You see, um... You get there, and it's very quiet, but you do hear down the street, Hmm, Flack, go this way. You sure it's this way? Oh, Flack went this way before, Flack thinks. And you hear, like, just a long sigh of, like, congregations, Yes, it's this way. Mary <laughs> um, will call out to them, In fact, it's this way. <gasps> oh! Owl lady! Owl lady! And uh, he'll start trotting Toby and the line of children towards you. Oh, you still live. Good. Very good. Flack-like. Uh, Flack no find home, though. Flack-like scratches his head. Uh, Weary kind of gestures to the shell of the house. It's not in so- terrible, awful repair. She's done some work on it. Um, but the mm-hmm. timbers are definitely blackened, and some of them are rotted. Um, ivy has grown up the the sides of the house, and you can you can see into it. Um, the upper floor has pretty much fallen away. It's a it's a two story house, um, or it was. Um, the upper floor has essentially collapsed, leaving a very small margin of floor. Um. And the lower floor, the actual wood that was in the floor has totally burnt away. So there's just essentially four walls and part of a roof. <laughs> and and the, the big support beams that were from part of the ceiling have largely been replaced. Um, but the ones that fell during the fire have not been moved just because they're huge. Right. Very so much. it's created this kind of... Um, there's a couple big timbers that have fallen, which have created sort of her way to get up to the top floor, which is where she sleeps. Since there aren't stairs anymore. Um, when you get inside, there's all kinds of moss and flowers and just grass growing everywhere because the pretty much only half of the roof really remains. 
So the rest of it is, um, is just, you know, sun and rain falling on dirt, which grows flowers. Um, uh, in the middle of it, there's this big stone, um, that is actually a pile of many stones that have all been fitted together into sort of like a, a dome. And then, um, uh, there's a, there's sort of a, a wooden framework inside if you were to remove some of the stones. There's small cracks in it. It's, it's a beehive, quite clearly. But it seems very ornate for what it is. Um, and it's weird that it would be in this particular spot. Um, so one thing you notice, Otto, is that, um, Weary, was offering you a place to stay, but you see that she's not in much better state than you are. Um, hey, it's got a, there, there is, is a functional kitchen on the ground floor. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say that is the one thing though, is that I assume it's the first thing we would have uh, worked on. There is a functional kitchen still uh, under the section that still has a roof. It doesn't even drip all that much. It's awesome. Half roofs better than no um, roof. So, uh, Flack would, uh, um, help, uh, well, actually not Flack, Toby would actually help, uh, usher the kids in. Um, I assume you have, like, lamps and the, and the like, oh, right? Yeah. You can light the place up. Right. Um, about this time, Arlen and, uh, Amelia catch up. Uh, about the time you get all the kids in there, um, and, uh, Flack would uh, go to Muri and he'd say, mm, "Need blankets? Gonna be cold." Um, Muri's in the middle of she's she's taken the the beehive off her back and set it inside the top of there's a there's a slot on the top and she set it inside um, the larger stone beehouse and you can hear them sort of shuffling around. Um. She she does look up when he says that, and she uh, kind of without word or notice uh, trots up the she climbs up the older timbers to the top floor and starts um, tossing down blankets. Flack tries to catch one. Oh, <laughs> Roll. It envelops him. No, it envelops him. He's like two feet tall. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, but the other kids start helping and they start making, um, uh, like makeshift beds, um, talking amongst themselves. They are quiet. They're not in a very jovial mood. They've been walking for quite a while. It's two in the morning. Yeah. Uh, They're very tired, but they also sound somewhat hopeful. Um, and, uh, once they get settled in, uh, you'll notice, uh, uh, Flack is staring at Amelia. And uh, he eventually goes up, he scratches his head, and he goes, Huh? Flack have question. Uh, Flack no blondie? I mean, you know, uh, you know blondie? Amelia um, frowns at him and goes, I, I beg your pardon? Blondie, do you know Blondie? I know many. Friend of Flack, save Flack's life. Hmm, should get Blondie. 
Blondie has blankets. We'll get Blondie, Toby. And he like hops on Toby and rushes out of there. Amelia just kind of stands there, mouth like half open as she was trying to get the sentences out as he continued to speak. (laughs) And then as he like rushes off, she just closes it and just watches after him with a very, very confused look. And Otto asks, uh, who's Blondie? I don't know. Mm, I mean, why I, does he I, think you know? I don't know. Per- perhaps they're also. I don't know. Arlen says, well, I guess we just have to wait and find out. Hmm. As she uh, puts her arm around Amelia. Amelia stiffens and becomes very, just like, rigid as a board. Uh, When that happens, Arlen just kind of uh, reaches over and like pats her on the stomach and it's like, it's alright, you'll get used to me. (laughs) She flinches visibly. (laughs) Um, Weary is actually prying up one of the flagstones that's over by, um, that's over in the kitchen. The kitchen did have a stone floor and that survived. So there's about, there's about a good two foot gap between the stones and the floor where it is now, the dirt. (laughs) Um, and she's, she's prying up one of the stones and she's pulling out, um, it looks like it was a rudimentary fridge, and she's now pulling out eggs and fish and um, several bags of small green things and um, just just like a, a couple heads of lettuce, and she's just pulling out a bunch of food, um, and uh, she is starting a fire and puts a, a huge pot it's like it's like half her size. It's enormous. And you can see that this is the book where this is where it comes from. This is the pot that the lid belongs to. <laughs> um, and she's she's starting to uh um put a bunch of fish in there and and chop up a bunch of the vegetables and she's just kind of like quietly um She's not really making a whole lot of noise, but she's sort of talking to herself um, in a language that you don't really understand as she does so. One of the oh, children uh, would very quietly come up to the group and would, uh, they seem to be the oldest one. They're about 12. And they say, I'm sorry, um, we were just wondering... Where do we go now? What happens? We don't have families or homes. We're orphans. Are we going to work for you now? Well, Arlen kind of looks at the kid and, you know, everybody's got to come from somewhere at some point. You you mean you don't remember... Um, Moiri kind of sighs before? and she says, not everyone has somewhere they can go back to. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying you can go back to, but you had a beginning. I mean, 
my parents died in an accident. Well, that's okay. You got a place now. Um, it, you know, Moiri <laughs> um, falls very silent, um, and she abruptly pauses what she's doing. It is not safe for them to stay here. Well, shit. <laughs> Yet here we are. All right. Okay. For so the what time is the being, plan then? But this is not a permanent solution. All right. So. Hmm. Do you know another place that would um, be safe? Would I mean, would Muiri know of other orphanages that would be able to help? Uh, yes, there are in safer other locale. orphanages. Here, here's here's the thing. There are other orphanages. There are a few in Midland. Mm-hmm. Um, they are usually overcrowded and flowing. Uh, one of the reasons why Miri made an orphanage herself is because while the orphanages were, they weren't cruel by any means, they certainly weren't up to what your standards would be for caring for a child. Miri's in particular. Um, th- it seems that Corvosa is... Um, not the most compassionate when it comes to orphanages. There are the, the, the Church of Abadar, uh, Abadar does send people by on a regular basis to make sure that, uh, that the children aren't being mistreated or anything, but they live very, um, dull, not well cared for lives simply because the orphanages don't have the money needed or the room needed to house the orphans. That was part of the reason why you started one. Okay, question. How much, like, I don't know what, how much, what a gold gets me in this world, so tell me, how much would it cost to fix this orphanage? Roughly. Well, um, the so reason, there's a couple of the things. The reason that Mwiri doesn't want kids here is because this already got burned down once, and all of her kids got taken away from her because of Gabe Dream Lamb. She doesn't want that to happen again. Okay. Why did Gadrian? I guess we're going in character here, but so so, why did Gadrian Lamb burn this orphanage down? What in uh, particular? She, she gestures. Out? She gestures to the uh, the large stone beehive in kind of the middle of the uh, the floor. My husband had something of his. He took my children. Okay. I know so. So we take out Gadrian, and then this place become we can make this place safe again. I suppose that's one step in the process. We don't know if taking out Gadrian will take a week or a month. So he is a man of many evils, and evils always have roots. This will be a long process. Amelia, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Amelia pipes up and goes. There is. Also, his son to consider. And her voice is extremely bitter as she speaks. When I find that weasel, we won't have to worry much about him. Didn't know he had a son. Sorry, son. What do you... you... More like a snake in the grass. 
<sighs> okay. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't tell if that was like really trying to be a pun and it just wasn't working, or that was just like a no, really no, bad just metaphor. like <laughs> no, more like a. I think that lowly oh, okay. of him. He's like, I I think so little of him, and I like detest him. Alden's face is very bitter when she says that. Yes, yeah. she cannot stand this guy. He's like disgusting and detestful, and like I would love nothing more than to I like. I hold him on equal standing with. So does his son help him run this business, or how do you guys know him? His son worked with my brother, and I think I hold him equally responsible for my brother's death. And Amelia? How do you know his son? Amelia. Amelia is very quiet, and she's uh, just sort of standing away from everyone else, hugging her her arms around her chest, and just staring at the ground, essentially. And it's it's a look of pain and also a little bit of shame on her face as as she shies away from the group. So so when Arlen sees this, she kind of goes over to her and like stoops down in front of Amelia and like looks her in the eye and it's like we're all here for a reason. We all have something in common. You you can share with us. We've spilled blood together. We'll work together. What's going on? You know, she's like ducking down to look at Amelia in the eye so she can't, like, Amelia can't hide. It takes a moment and eventually uh, Amelia swallows and the start of tears um, are in her eyes. And she looks at Arlen and then um, looks away and says, I, my sister, she, um, she, she and I knew him. I, I worked for him for, for a time. So Arlen kind of grabs Amelia in a hug, you know, and it's like, it's okay. You're among family. Wait, you worked for him? Like, who was him and what do you mean? Um, Amelia begins to tremble and the tears uh, become like a bit um they 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 start uh falling full force and she says i when you are are poor and 
there's nothing you will you will do anything and and uh it's Arlen breaks <laughs> oh wait, wait wait Arlen interrupts and like she can sense Amelia's hesitation and she kind of like stops and she says look there's no judgment What's done and what's in the past is in the past. And if you have information that'll help us, just spit it out. You know, because let's go forward from here. You stood with us. You went with us. You've spilled blood with us. We trust you. We won't judge you. Uh, It's at this point that um, Weary is going to hand Arlen a potato and Say, peel, busy mouth. Not all of us wish to relive our worst days. If she wishes to tell us, she will do so in time. Fair enough. And Arlen kind of backs off and just starts peeling potatoes. <laughs> um, as as you do that, you start uh, hearing coming down the road because it's been about twenty minutes or so. This way, this way. I think black things. And then you hear like a. A s- obviously feminine voice go, Flack, it's so early in the morning. Why are you dragging me out here? And, and uh, right about that time, you see Flack riding on top of Toby, who is now laden down with blankets, um, <laughs> followed uh, or walking beside um, Toby is a young blonde girl. Um, Give me a second. I'll throw up a picture. Uh, who, despite the early hour and the obvious tired eyes, um, has a cheerful smile uh, when she sees you. And Flack comes in and says, Blondie, brought Blondie, brought blankets. And um, <laughs> you see a, she's probably in her mid-twenties, uh, short blonde hair, uh, human, and has a um, strange eyes. One of them is brown, and one of them is gray. And she comes in and she says, I'm sorry, um, Flack told me uh, that you needed blankets. They are appreciated. What's going on exactly? Um, a rescue of sorts. Merlin. Uh, Amelia uh, quickly wipes away the tears that she's been crying and sort of uh, turns away from everyone else to kind of try and gather herself. Arlen holds up a potato and um, did did Murray give her something to peel with potatoes? Uh, yeah, she's she just... she's got a she's got a small paring knife. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Arlen holds up the. potato potato and peeling knife and says, you know, peeling potatoes. Anybody want hash browns? They are not for hash browns. They go in the pot. (laughs) (laughs) One little bit of hash browns, maybe? It's early. Come on. You find me oil, you find me a frying pan. We talk. (laughs) All right. I will I will do that. What's going on is we got about nine kids with no place to go. I see. 
And uh, Flack, who's like hopping on one foot to the next. From the old dock, ones I used to give sweets to. They rescued them. I, what? Wait. Those kids on the dock were needed to be rescued? Flack, you never told me that. Oh. Didn't know Flack should. Um, and she looks around and she says, so, wait. Well, uh, thank you, I guess. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, my name's Triana. A pleasure. Or, I'm sorry, Trinia. Uh, <laughs> how do you pronounce that? T-R-I-N-I-A. Trinia. 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 My name's Trinia. Um, thank you. Uh, I guess any friend of Flax is a friend of mine. Anyone who, who, uh, yeah, is a friend of mine. How do you know? And she goes around and starts shaking your hands. <laughs> uh, Mwiri has, has fish in her hands. <laughs> She'll nod and keep going. She'll go to shake Arlen's hand. Yeah, Arlen kind of like wipes her hand off on her pants and like, thank you. Want a potato? Help me peel. Uh, there will be soup I for all. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not needed at the castle for a while. I suppose I can help. Um, for- she'll like hold her hand out to Otto. Uh, Triniana. Name's Otto. Two questions. How do you know Flack and Castle? Oh, Flack and I go way back. Uh, and Flack, like, kind of chimes in. Saved my life! Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, he was kicked out by his tribe and was left for dead. I couldn't stand to just let anyone, even a goblin, die. So I brought him back here to Corvosa and... Uh, treated his wounds, and, well, he's not like other goblins, as I'm sure you can see. Your mercy is admirable. So, uh, sorry, as this is going on, Arlen's kind of wondering, as a noble, would I know who this person is? No. Having some- yeah, okay. no, no, you, you don't know anything about them. Okay. Um, Weary will hand this new person a carrot and point it to me. Oh, how did you know he liked carrots? I didn't. Oh, well, that's a very good guess then. Um, and um, as she says that, Toby has actually come up and stolen the carrot <laughs> from her hand. Uh, and then he goes off to a corner somewhere and just like lays down and starts nibbling. And uh, with that, uh, Triniana uh, goes up to um, Amelia and says, I, I'm sorry, we hadn't met. We, Oh. Well, that's odd. I guess we have the same eyes. Um, I don't see that very often. Amelia, uh, after having wiped away uh, the tears and probably smudged a great deal of her um, makeup, has uh, would blink and uh, stare at her and um, nod very quietly. The rest of you, now that you see them, like, right next to each other, I mean, Triana's definitely human, but there is a resemblance there. Beyond the eyes, their hair is fairly similar in color, though Triana's is certainly much shorter. Um, 
the expressions couldn't be more different. One is very cheerful. The other one's very, uh, reserved. Um, but the, the shape of the nose, the set of the jaw, there's, there's some similarities there. So Arlen will ask, you know, Triana, where, where are you from? What's your, who, who's your family? Oh, <laughs> well, there's Flack and Toby and, uh, some of the other people in Old Corvosa. I was an orphan. Um, never knew my parents, sadly. Or, not sadly, I, I guess I got over it a while ago. The Shingles are my home now. Um, and you guys would know this living in, in Corvosa. I'm not gonna make you roll for it. The Shingles are a, um, a unique oddity in Corvosa. So many of the houses are so close together, especially in old Corvosa and other parts of town, that um, people have kind of built uh, a second level to the city on the roofs um, of shanties and shacks. And um, people started living there when they had nowhere else to go. And so many people started living there that um, those dwellings became more permanent and more temporary dwellings built upon them. So the shingles are like a city on top of the city. It's generally where very poor people go. Uh, a lot of times it's very dangerous. There's, there's um, near-do-wells there because it's easy to hide. But um, it's generally where the poorest of the poor live. So Arlen kind of looks at her and cocks her head to the side and says, if, uh, if the shingles are your home, what's your, uh, what's your connection with the castle? Um, Flack, who's still dancing from foot to foot, goes, artist, artist, blondie, artist, very good artist. Castle, no? And, uh, with that, Triana kind of scratches her head and she says, yeah, um, I'm, like you said, I'm an artist and... Uh, I've been commissioned uh, by the king uh, to make a, a portrait of him. I've been working on it. It's, it's nearly finished. I plan on probably finishing it today. Uh, I, I don't know why they chose me, but it's certainly an honor. Um, Moira is going to, to look up and look at Arlen and say it's a brooch. Uh, Arlen will be... Oh yeah, we we found this uh this brooch that uh looks rather rather impressive like it would be owned by uh somebody of nobility and it's kind of like bluffing like she doesn't know where it's from. Okay. Uh she looks at it and she goes, "Oh, that's very pretty." Yeah. Um if you say so. Sorry, I, I'm not very good with money. I usually spend it the second I get it, so I, I wouldn't know much about uh, brooches or jewelry. Where'd you get all these blankets? <laughs> I live in the shingles. It's good to have blankets. <laughs> Arlen kind of laughs and says, yeah, I completely uh, understand that. Um so, so th- this brooch, you wouldn't know who whose it was. It doesn't look uh, familiar. Have you seen anything around in the castle that looks similar, like a similar crest or picture, depiction? 
Well, I, I recognize the, the house drakes and imps. I mean, I don't think anyone in town wouldn't, but uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not good at that kind of thing. But but you could always take it to uh, Tim Ronian. I'm sure he'd know. And and who is this Tim Ronian you speak of? Oh, Tim Ronian. Uh, Tim Ronian, uh, Fraggle, Goonies, Zuber, the third. I don't know his name. He owns Tim Ronian's Majestic Goods, the, the huge marketplace. You, you have to know about it. Have you never been there? Arlen kind of looks to, uh, the others for help. Should this be a knowledge local? <laughs> this would be a knowledge local, yes. Okay. Poor Otto. Doesn't have money to go to stores. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Arlen rolls a 13. Otto rolled a 5. Mori rolled a 7. Oh boy. Yeah, I don't have money to go to stores either. Yeah. And, and Amelia, Amelia rolled a 6. You guys six. haven't really been focused on shopping Look, lately. Look, we have not. We are... Crap, so, obviously I'm not gonna so, know. Yeah. Uh, at, at your look of confusion, Triana will actually, like, grab your hands and smile and say, Oh, you have to go. It is... It's a sight. And Timronian is the kindest, sweetest, strangest man you'll ever meet. I'll introduce you. I'm sure he, he would know probably where to, that brooch is from. And if not, I'm sure he'd give you a great price for it. Excellent. Will you stay for uh, breakfast? Uh, uh, sure. I, I do have to go to the castles, but yeah, I would love to. Um, can I help? Um, <laughs> Mary hands her a, a paper bag. Um, it's, it's quite heavy. It's about a pound and a half, maybe. Um, and hands her a small curved tool, um, and says, devein them. Mind the legs. Uh... Okay, she says, like, unsure, um, <laughs> and takes them over in to... The, in the bag are about a pound of uh, katydids. They're each about the size of your hand. <laughs> uh, she, uh, the, a pound of what? Katydids. They're like um, big green bugs. They look like leaves, and they've got spiny legs. Oh, okay. Uh, she She goes... All right, I'll do my best. So at this, Arlen is immediately intrigued and kind of stops peeling potatoes and has to go over to the bag and just like, what in the world? This is amazing. What in are these? <laughs> Triana kind of like looks like looks at you unsure and opens the bag like, yeah, what? Uh, Mary kind of cocks her though. head. They're tree hoppers. So Arlen just kind of takes him out, and you want me to, like mine the legs, devein them. Yes. You know, is taking the kind of takes over the small tool and just. Like, um. So so they've got that's... kind of a the their wings are kind of encased in this waxy shell, and the tool gets under the shell and pops the soft body out, um, and then the the inner part of the curved tool, um, a little bit like a shrimp. Will will essentially gut them, and then you have to pull off 
the, some of the legs are fine, but some of them are like super gross and spiny, and you want to pull those off. Arlen is absolutely fascinated and asks Murray, "Where are these from? Why have I never seen They're these?" They're in before? the trees. They look like the trees. They're called tree hoppers. Ah, that would require me to go outside. That's it. Uh, Triana uh, quietly takes over peeling potatoes, <laughs> relieved. <laughs> um, that, Ar- that was kind of Arlen's, <laughs> yeah. like... <laughs> Arlen, um, after attempting this a few times, roll me, uh... What, what craft skills do you have? <laughs> what craft skills do I not have now that I'm... Sl- I've got cooking, but, like, whatever else, I'm leaving up to you. Uh, do you have anything that's, like, um... Oh, roll me like a blacksmith, I suppose. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, didn't somebody get like a frying pan from the evil dude? Some mastercraft something. Pan? That was no, a, a, the, no, not there was a, a <laughs> there was a mastercraft shuriken. There was a master and a mastercraft cookery. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a that's a that's a. a, a Crooked, pointy knife. Oh, I I heard that's, cookery, uh, like as in cutlery. Oh, you no, mean no. it's <laughs> uh, cookery? It's this thing. I heard cookery, not kukri. It's this thing. Okay, kukri. Yeah, look at this thing. That's okay, what it is. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. You could not try and crockery. fry some hash browns on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I heard crockery is really what I heard, and I was like, yeah. "Damn, they make mastercraft frying pans! Awesome! <laughs> this is gonna uh, fry me up some awesome shit." <laughs> Arlen, Arlen rolled an eighteen. Arlen, not yes. only are you getting the hang of it, but you're quite sure you could probably make a better device for doing this. <laughs> yep, Arlen's kind of like really fascinated into popping off the shell with the little tool and let me like figure out how this works this is fascinating and new stuff and she's totally in her new knowledge and experimentation element like give me a few days i could put a better hand grip on this we can get some lever action going (laughs) absolutely um and like casually pulls out a piece of like paper and a, a pen and is like writing down notes as she's going along. Yeah. So at this time all the kids are asleep, including uh Lita, who's fallen asleep with her uh her friends over in the corner somewhere. Um Flack is uh curled okay, so Toby is curled up in a corner with Flack curled up against him. Almost like the opposite of uh, a dog and its owner. (laughs) Sorry. You haven't seen my dog. That's true. So it's basically my sister and Galen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My 120 pound uh, Italian master. Jesus Christ. That's not a dog. That's a fucking Spoon my head. (laughs) Yeah. You've got a small horse uh, walking to... around your house, dude. We call her a cow bear. That's amazing. So, yeah. It, I, I don't know if you can hear her right yeah, now. I just heard a cow sound. <laughs> no kidding, that up. sounded like a fucking cow. What the hell? That, <laughs> that is Galen. That's, that's Galen always. When you, hear, when you hear a dog whining, that's Galen. She's, she's, a, she's a teddy wow. bear. 
she she does is she, upset that I was using my the, foot the to cut her. Thing where they just produce like a metric shit ton of drool every time they're excited. Um. So if you show her food, she'll okay. do that. She will drool, especially for carrots. When you were saying carrots, I'm like, oh, thank God I have my <laughs> headphones in. Oh boy. And she can't actually hear that because, like, the word is just a trigger. To her, that's liquid crack. Galen. Carrots. <laughs> yeah, headphones, so. Yeah. I'm good. Um, so all the children are asleep. Flack and Toby are asleep. And, um, uh, at some point, uh, Triana, I guess as Arlen is, is, uh, prying open the shells and all that, Triana would say, uh, thank you for being so kind to Flack. He, uh, he's used to much worse from the people here. Goblins are, for good reason, I suppose, uh, seen as monsters. Seems like a reasonable chap. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, I just, thank you. I just wanted to say that. Um, look, if you ever need anything, uh, I mean, I have some gold coming to me for the commission, and I do have a lot of free time. I can help. Say thank you. He's not the best at it, and, um, well, I feel responsible for him, so helping him is helping me, and, uh. I don't know what your plans are for the kids, but I was an orphan myself once, and I know how to take care of them somewhat. I, I can help, if you need Would it. Would you prefer to stay here? Yeah, where is the question? Well, it's better than the shingles, I suppose. Though, to me, home is always who you spend it with, and Flack's always been good company. Toby even better. Uh, Mori kind of sits back on her haunches. It would be nice to have the home full. Then consider a helping hand. Yours. I mean, uh, (laughs) not the best with words. So let me get this straight. You're offering to stay here and help take care of these kids. Am I... Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, sure. I still have to go to the castle, but I'm almost done with that commission. And and until I find another, um, I, I would love to help. I mean, if they're going to stay here, you're going to have to build the place up, right? Which yes, was it is hard with one pair of hands. Partly what I was Our getting Arlen. at earlier, and my thought was to hire slash recruit slash whatever my wife so Lydic could stay here with her friends as well because she has no gainful employment and then we have protection all under one roof yes it would be wise for you to take someone with you when you go to the castle wait why? What's so... I've never had any problems with the castle. It's the castle. I mean, what's the most safer place than in Corvosa than the Citadel, right? Well, it is Corvosa. 
Well, yeah, of course, but you don't get to be our age without learning how to take care of yourselves, right? I mean, I've, I, I, I'm being unkind, ungracious. I, I would love the company, of course. Um, look, I know you don't know me very well, but the truth of the matter is, I was an orphan once, and, well, I was given 10,000 gold for the commission of this portrait, which is more money than I know what to do with. She nods a little, like, shy. And she says, You must be a hell of an artist. Uh, Well, I I don't think it's that great, but... Um, my point was that Tim Ronian, the guy I mentioned earlier, he can get anything and, well, I'm sure he could help fix this place up and I can't think of a better use for the money. You are a very kind child. But I would ask that you think of yourself first, it is yours. Well, I'd, I'd be staying here, right? So... Building up this home would be building up my home. Right? Uh, Weary nods slowly. Okay. Alright. Well then, uh, consider that thank you for rescuing the kids and, and being kind to my friend who has too few. Of course. Well, uh, my only ask is that you be careful. Arlen kind of looks over, like, "What do you mean, Worry? What do you mean about being careful?" You have not told many people of this sum, have you? Oh, the. The yes. commission? No, no, of course not. That would be... <laughs> I'm not I'm not foolish. I know this. You saved a goblin, some might disagree. <laughs> she thinks for a second, she says, that's a fair point. <laughs> but Flack thinks he's a coward. He'd never harm anyone. Though... I'm sure the city wouldn't see it that way. I have been in places where they think the same of me. I am sure here is better than elsewhere. Oh, well, I don't see any reason that... I mean, you're very... uh, she kind of, like, blushes. You have lovely feathers. <laughs> you give strange compliments, but I appreciate it. Thank you. So, uh, your wife, uh, why don't you ask her to come here? You can both stay here, right? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not overstepping my bounds, am I? I, I thought... Well, that's why I mentioned the hire, because the asking might be awkward, or... Something about forgetfulness? Flat out rejected. 
so Arlen says, you know, um, I- I'm willing to uh, donate uh, a portion of what we found. I'm sure those uh, 20 doses of shiver could go quite a long way for somebody's salary. Are you trying to say my wife's some kind of drug addict? <laughs> no, I'm saying the money from turning in the shiver, 20 doses at 25 gold pieces oh. each could go quite a long way towards somebody's salary. Oh, right. I'm sorry. So, sorry, I meant the monetary value, not the uh, the actual shiver. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, we wouldn't even need to pay her so much as just provide her with shelter and food for her and, and Lita. I mean, that's pay, essentially, Not right? an issue. So if we're actually running an orphanage here, then food and shelter is going to need to sort of be a thing anyways, right? Yes. But, anyway. Uh, yeah, I will ask her, just not at 3 in the morning. Plus, Lit is sleeping, so I'd probably go in the morning. Yes. Or... We will rest and have food, and then we will speak more in the morning. So Arlen kind of looks over and is looking for Amelia and trying to figure out what, what she thinks, how she's feeling about all of this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Muirius is still throwing things in the pot, and that includes the entire pile of Katie Nids. Um Amelia, this entire conversation, has kind of um, found a unoccupied corner of the... Um, building and has been reading through the ledger and attempting to decode it. Okay. Uh, it's very easy for you. You helped make it. Uh, the code. It is so- useful and yet not useful. It is a list of old contacts, old crimes, um, old events. The problem is that while there's a lot here that you think the guards would probably be very interested in, there's nothing recent. Uh, so you have a plus sign? Uh, so Arlen kind of looks at Amelia and, and says, so so what do you think? Are we, uh, are we running an orphanage here? She, um, as she's like realizing how essentially useless the book is to her at the moment. She just kind of like snaps it shut and makes a frustrated noise and then and then blinks and looks up and goes, um, um, I'm sorry, what? Orphanage? Children? Roof? Food? Blankets? Money? <laughs> That's not helping. Which part? All of it. I think the kids would disagree with you. (laughs) Uh, Arlen says that, you know, we we did get a a quite a bit of items that um, we, that, you know, some of us could perhaps uh, fence through uh, Timbonia? Timbonius? Tim Timronian. Timronian. Uh, um, to to help kind of fund um 
an, an orphanage if if Murray's okay with that if we help like kind of rebuild but I don't want to you know the this I think the the stuff we get uh, and the money from that I think it should be split amongst all of us and and with all of these kids I'm sure that like having additional people or adults however they may be over the age you know that's that's debatable who's over the age or whatnot um like helping out and looking after them and kind of looks to Murray like you know do you want to be involved stick around <laughs> the longer uh, Arlen goes on the more confused Amelia looks and then eventually she um it seems to click and she goes oh oh um um I <sighs> of, of, of course putting put, putting money to towards the orphanage would be um a very noble endeavor but I I I have my mother I I must I have to make rent and this would do amazing things for us no rent here I I would have to talk to her about it but that might be a conversation that some Martin wants yeah and she kind of uh, shifts uncomfortably in her corner. Alright guys, sorry, give me like a minute. I have to take a real quick break and I'll be oh. right back. So many breaks, right. god damn it. <laughs> Very. Taking a break. LOL. <laughs> yeah. I love how you all are just like super on board with this happening and meanwhile where he's like <laughs> this place has already been raided once, like I'm on the map. <laughs> we buy a Arlen's new building. Yeah. Life. <laughs> so much easier than just raising this one back from Ar- the dead. Well, I mean, that's possible, but Arlen's, just so you guys know, you know, metagaming, Arlen's like, I have no family, I have no connections anymore, so yeah, this well, would be awesome. Well, Moiri's kind of a little bit paranoid. I don't know if you guys have like, been able to I, tell. I picked up on that. But mm-hmm. she like she considers herself cursed. So if you come in contact mm-hmm. with her, she considers herself like you. You now need protection. I don't know who's watching me. Which is why she's like you should have protection going to the castle. Plus, if you're from a poor place and you make regular trips to the castle. That's like automatically making yourself mm-hmm. a target. Welcome back. Yep. So, so, so that's so her point. Maybe, maybe when we, maybe maybe when we start like recording or whatever, you know, Arlen's gonna. I, I want to suggest, you know, I have my brother's lab, and so those of us that are maybe adventuring and would maybe be a target instead of having the. Uh, orphanage be a base of operations, I would say, 
Black Hall at the University be our base of operations? Um, but this is totally something we need to discuss, like... Yeah, my on. concern would be that if you're trying to split it like that, Moiri's always going to want to stay with the kids, so you're always going to have that party split, and that's always going to leave the, the orphan as a target. Yeah, but You need like, to hire muscle. You are the muscle, my dude. Right, but if we're all out doing something, we need to hire muscle to yeah. stay home. Or teach the kids to use enough. a shiv. It's magic. <laughs> we have a dagger. I'm glad we rescued have these kids from knife. a fish market so they could, you know, learn to be mercenaries. <laughs> what the hell is a shuriken? We have a shuriken masterwork. Shuriken. Okay. Oh, shuriken. Okay. I heard jerkin, and I was like, wow. Masterwork jerkin. Sorry, guys. Yep. Hagun had to submit an assignment. I had to proofread it real quick. So, Wow. That was that, speed reading. That fast? <laughs> well, it was only a response. So. Oh, okay. I thought you okay. were talking about, like, an essay. And I was like, damn. No, no, no. no. It, was, it, was a, uh, it was a response in a form. Uh, okay, well, to that I say, hey, Yoon, I have a PhD. Why am I not proofreading your stuff? Oh, <laughs> I will let her know. <laughs> it doesn't help because it's chemistry. I was going to say, isn't your PhD and, more in well, numbers than proofreading? Yeah. Well, um, but, but, but she's, she's, well, yeah, but she's a PhD. She's had to write more papers than all of us put together. Was I maybe sort of related? But Depends yeah, on if she had uh, proofread her uh, papers back in the day, I suppose. True. But uh, well, I wrote quite a few papers as a history there. major, I suppose. Yeah, you probably wrote, wrote. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of our thing. <laughs> we didn't have to do a lot of math. We just wrote a lot. Why is this unavailable? All right. Um. So where were we, you guys? Uh. Everybody okay, suddenly so... jumped on the uh, the fucking orphanage train. Oh no, Amelia's yeah! still like super hesitant. Like she's only saying, "Yeah, I'll talk to my mom to make people go like to back off." Essentially, <laughs> Murray's like, "I don't know this kid." I, I I honestly thought you guys were just going to deposit him in an orphanage somewhere. Well, that, <laughs> but, that, hey, that was you were all like, we, we brought that up, and you were all like, "Oh, they're all really overcrowded." It's like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I I was just true to the world that that the orphanages in Corvosa aren't incredibly well run, and given Muri's character, that's part of the reason why she yeah. started one. Um, that's not me trying to push a direction. That's me just telling you what how it is, telling yeah, you how like, it be. We're kind of metagaming. Let's let's kind of take a break for a second, mm. like metagaming, because it's like, is that actually a viable option to push these kids somewhere else? To have, like, can we find a place for them to go, or should we right. actually re, you know, is that an option, or do we need to, well, like, we can at least, figure like, out a place put out feelers? Here's, here's, here's what I can tell you. Mary, so any orphanage in Corvosa needs to have a licensed operator as an orphanage, because the, the Church of Abadar uh, does check on them to make sure, like I said, to make sure the children aren't abused and that they meet certain minimal standards. And I do mean minimal standards. And guess standards. who doesn't um, have one? No, Miri Oh, did she? One. 
She, if she ran an orphanage for years, she had to have had one, or she would have gone to jail. Oh, okay. So Sorry. you and your husband, you and, yeah, 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 you and your husband would have had. Yeah, uh, you and your husband would have been seen as kidnappers if you didn't have a license for an orphanage. Um, so you would have, and you, you, you had that orphanage for years, so you would have been able to acquire one and pass the test. So you know that basically, in order to acquire one, you have to be able to pass a certain set of standards, i.e., care for the children, house them, <laughs> have a steady enough Maybe income, or wealth. Maybe not have like a dirt floor. So the other question is, is there, is it possible to, like, rent a different place in Corvosa? Can we find, like, a house? Yes, um, certainly. Um, so what I was going to say was that what if you guys choose to go that option, Miri has the legal paperwork, so to speak, to do it. You would still have to get it up to snuff in the sense of you'd have to be able to pass those minimum requirements. Are you um, going to make us put some of our gold towards that? Well, yes. If you if you want to go that direction, then yes, you would have to invest some gold into it. But I'm not going to make it be your whole, um, you know. Real gonna, quick. You guys aren't going to be able to afford a penny. Real mm-hmm. quick to, to just metagame a little bit. Um, that big stone beehive is where her husband died and where his remains are. She's not leaving. <laughs> Um, the truth of the matter is, uh, and you can, guys can pull this up. It's in your handouts. Uh, the, 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 the renting, uh, of buildings in Corvosa. The thing is, um, most of what you can rent in Corvosa are apartment suites, a few houses, but generally speaking, um, you're not going to find much for rent that is big enough to do what you need to not do. Not to mention, who wants to rent to, like, ten kids? Right? Well, yeah. yeah. You'll um, never get your security like Maybe in the heights you could find. No. <laughs> not with Fleck. Like, for example, um, if you even look at it, the only houses that you can find for rent are in the heights, which is the rich part of town, or the midland. Um, you can find some maybe in North Point. And the renting is not that bad. You might be able to find a house big enough to do it. Um, but that said, um, again, add a character a little bit here. If you decide to take Triana up on her offer, that 10,000 gold would not be made available to you. It would be used solely to help build up the orphanage. Yeah. And 10,000 gold is a lot to get, considering you already have a base and a foundation. If you wanted to go that route, it could make it passable as in there's a roof and a door and you know the basic necessities hey, maybe like but, a bed and shit but this would be um if you wanted to go this route this would be a project that you would every so often when you guys as players wanted to um contribute to and the more you contribute to it the better it becomes <laughs> could we uh go around town and have a uh, fun for Maury's or orphans <sighs> Yes, do I'm here you to want. collect from Worry's Orphans. This is a pen and paper game. You can do whatever the hell you want. Think about it. That would be an awesome like way to like get into well, people's stories. Like, if we we're talking about a character, in, like, we could literally the have Jehovah's Witnesses of Corvosa. Yeah. We could just have Otto go to the same For few sure. places over and over. People yeah. who have already done it. <laughs> they wouldn't even know. <laughs> 
Yeah, totally. I wanted to ask Otto if you like could take down payments for making stuff as like blacksmiths and then just keep charging the person over and over. Something tells me they wouldn't remember me, but they remember paying somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's a black hole in their life. They just don't remember him. They still remember they gave someone money to make something. I paid your associate. <laughs> Um, so Anyways. we can slip back into character. I just want to let you guys know what you're up to. You can, of course, uh, look for other places to place them. You can, of course, look for another place to rent, or um, or you can build up what is already there. Well, Muri's already said she doesn't want to leave, and right, it would be. So I think this is a conversation we need to have, like in character, though. Sure. Um, why don't we do this? Why don't we say this? There's a little bit of time skip, uh, because you guys were making breakfast at three in the morning. Why don't we skip ahead a little bit to say like eight in the morning? You guys have had a little bit of rest. Breakfast is ready and you're having a conversation over breakfast or something. Sound like a plan? Okay. Sure. All right. Well, then I'll just let you guys have at it. Amelia's passed out in the corner. <laughs> um, the, the, the soup pot is pretty much like almost overflowing with how much soup there is. And it is, like, absolutely full of vegetables and fish and bugs and, like, um, it's just a huge soup pot that's just been boiling for hours. Um, there's also eggs and bread and, um, just, like, a, just, she, like, she keeps pulling up flagstones and there just, like, keeps being food under there and, <laughs> like... You're not really sure how many, like, flagstones she can pull up, but it's pretty cool. There's like keeps being... Trick. Yeah, it's just like there keeps being food produced. You're not sure how she's doing it. <laughs> so, Arlen kind of looks at Murray and says, you know, squirreling this much food away, it seems like preparing for a home taking care of people. This is something you want, but you seem kind of reluctant. What's going on? Um, she doesn't really pause in what she's doing, but she's very thoughtful in, in her emotions. And she thinks about that question for, for quite a while, and you start to think maybe she didn't hear you. Uh, but she does answer you, and she says, there are many eyes in the world, child. There are many eyes in the world, and not all of them have good intentions behind them. This place is old. This place has seen blood. This, These walls were not always... She just kind of flicks the wall and, like, in a, in a way that, like, makes it clear she's talking about the scorch marks. Um... Mm-hmm. There are many eyes in the world, and some of them are on me. Our task with Gadrian Lamb is far, far from being done. But his eyes turned on this place and turned it into what it is. I don't know if I could live through but... seeing it happen again. So, would, should but we this... leave? Hmm. Uh, this place is old. This place is old, and I am. I was, up until several days ago, defeated. 
I am an old adversary and perhaps not even one thought of as a challenge anymore. So Arlen kind of looks at uh, Mori and says, you know, this is Corvosa. There are eyes everywhere. They look at everything. Everything is watched. Everyone is watched. We all have eyes on us, no matter where we go. Uh, why not use this, take this place, and uh, view it as a phoenix, a resurrection from the ashes? We all need a place to be from. We all need a home, a family. Yes. Whether we're a small child or an adult, we need a place where we feel like we belong and people that we fit in with. And you feel like this place was vulnerable before. And perhaps it was. And I'm not trying to discredit that. But now you have more people here, more people willing to help, and more people willing to protect it. Mm. Why not open it up to those who need a place to go? Because the same people who vow to protect it are the same people who have vowed to Ring Gadrian Lamb's neck. How quickly would you abandon your goals for mine? That's tough. I tried to abandon my past. I tried to abandon the city. And yet, as much as I tried to run away, it didn't work. And as much as I tried to build a new life and find happiness somewhere else, I couldn't. I had to give everything up. Again. Everything I had in the city was taken from me. I tried to build a new life. And I had to give it all up. Because of the city. All I want is a place. To belong. To be. And I know. That is exactly how these kids feel. They just need somebody there somebody holding them as their point of origin their point zero so what do you propose i don't know um i want to have a place for these kids have a place for us i want to destroy Gadrian at the same time. You know, I want to make this place a better place. I want everybody to be free and safe. And if that means that my happiness and my life is forfeit, I will give whatever I can to help make a better place for those around me, whether that's these kids. And if that means that I have to fight and protect everybody. That's what I will do. What about you? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to do. To make this place better. For not just you. But the future generation. That is why this place was made. So shouldn't we make it again? It's not just you and your husband anymore. 
who have other people now, more allies, more people with you. But will they stay? Or will they chase their own dreams? I've already tried to leave the city, and I found it doesn't work. I've tried to leave. I tried to run far away. Gave up everything I wanted. Gave up my entire world. And it followed me. I tried to build a life outside of this city. A life of peace. And love. And freedom. And it didn't work. And everything I had was put at risk again. Because of the evil and the problems with the city. And I'm here back and I'm willing to do anything I can. Because as long as the corruption, as long as Gadrian lives, I don't have a life. I don't have a choice but to deal with him, to destroy him. So I am here and that is my entire life's commitment. That is my existence. Because everything I want, everything I desire, is nothing if he's still alive. For my part, if my daughter's here, I'm not going anywhere. I think that seemed pretty obvious. Uh, Otto, just a, a quick note as well. Most people would have forgotten you by now. I mean, even in your presence, usually sticking around you helps. But, I mean, it's been over half yeah, a day. It- and they've never once asked who that, you that, are. That's occurred to me. I just haven't said anything quite yet. <clears throat> yeah, All right, just making sure you know as a player. Yeah. Um, with the silence, you'd hear a loud slap as um, Flack climbs up on the table with a spoon in his hand. He says, "Flack, think being silly. This man, evil man, evil man, do evil things. Flack says, if this man come, cut him up." Put them in a stew. You're heroes. Flax saw. Big heroes. Who better protect kids than heroes? And and Arlen kind of uh, walks over to Flack and puts her hand on his head and like rubs his head like like you would kind of a dog kind of ruffles his head if he has hair. He has no hair. <laughs> so I mean ruffling like you would Just if he had hair. Just rub his bald head for right. luck like a Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> He, 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 you, you do that and like his ears flop back and forth and he kind of has this look of like, uh, the look that a kid has when the mom tries to tussle the hair like that. <laughs> like, I agree with Flack. Um, Moiri will very gently pluck the spoon out of his hand and dish him a tiny bowl of soup. <laughs> Flack would sit down on the table and start eating it. And uh, Triana would say, I think what my friend is trying to say is this man, I don't know who he is, but the way you speak of him, he took these children? Yes. Well, if you aren't, I mean, won't he just try to take them again? That is my concern. Yes. Would, but... You rescued them once. That's far more than most other people in this town would do. Do do you think that you'd do a worse job than anyone else? Haven't I already? No, you haven't. You took a stand. You said no more. 
You went with us to the dock. You've done more than anybody else in this town would. Except for the people in this room. Andy, Andy made his soup. Can I have some soup? <laughs> it's the little things, Otto. It's just the little things. <laughs> it's got bugs in it, but it's still o- damn good. Otto spent the last like five hours just drooling and eating the cookies you gave him. <laughs> <laughs> Most people... Uh, Arlen kind of looks at a Muri and says, most people wouldn't care. Most people wouldn't give these kids the time of day. Wouldn't even look twice. But you do. You see them. You know. Uh, Chiara shakes her head. She says, I think it's more than that. I've grown up in the shingles. I've seen people have kind, good hearts. They exist. They're all over the place. But what they don't have is the courage to be, well, I know flack is flack, but to be a hero. You rescued these children. It's not that many people in the city wouldn't want to, but most of them wouldn't have the courage to. So Arlen kind of says, look... This is ridiculous. If not here, then where? Yeah, I'd I'd rather pay rent Worried. here than to who knows who. If not here, it's going to be somewhere. Tell us where. Where uh, he kind of shrugs. She's she's like the, real estate is not something she knows a whole bunch about, and she doesn't really understand the concept of rent very well. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of landlord. So, <laughs> so uh, Murray, uh, uh, Arlen kind of chuckles and uh, she kind of looks at Murray like she's got her number and Arlen says, alright, I understand your hesitation. I understand your concern. If you're afraid of the kids staying here, then make them leave. Turn them away. There are others who will take them. So she's... Perhaps they would be safer. So do it. Turn them away. Say... That you don't want them to stay there. They can't stay there. Who's gonna make sure? Who's gonna make sure? I'm just saying. If you don't care about these kids, if you don't care about their future, and what's gonna happen to them, and you don't think that the rest of us here wouldn't do everything we could to protect them. If you don't think those kids would be safer here than they would out on the streets, then turn them away. Turn us away. Make us leave. I'm not challenging you. I'm saying if that's what you truly believe, then say it. She kind of sits back on her haunches and kind of takes a breath. 
<sighs> you have a busy mouth, child. It will get you in trouble. My doors are open to all. So Arlen gets this smug grin like she knew it all along. She's like, yes, she won. And say, just, that's what I thought. Well, if that's what you thought all along, I suppose you don't want any soup. <laughs> no. Flack will take. I would love some soup. But also, what's next? How can I put my, uh... My tools to work. What's the next step? The next step is feeding the troops. Uh, has it been long enough? We can wake them up? Let them rest. They will wake up oh. when they are ready. I so always wanted to do that whole like pot and a spoon and just hit it. Oh. Alright. These children have grown so up on the streets. Waking them up loudly is a good way to uh, incur violence. <sighs> All right. So Island just kind of like sits down and is finally, for once, just quiet. I will teach you a trick. Um, she she oh. goes over to the um, to the uh, the huge stone dome and uh, pulls out one of the stones and she um, uh, lets Arlen look at the mechanism inside. They're, they're the, the same kind of slots that you would see in any kind of bee house in any beehive where they're the big frames of wood and um, the bees have built the honeycombs inside. Um... Mm-hmm. And she she pulls one out, and the bees are kind of like just kind of chilling in there, and they don't seem to mind her messing around with it at all. Um, she she kind of has to pick a few of them off. Um, um and she uh, takes the frame over to a large metal drum. Um, there's a scraper on the side, and she she sets the scraper on top and starts uncapping the uh, the honeycombs, and is, show, is, is showing Arlen how to do it. Okay, Arlen's like right there, like intrigued and fascinated, and watching intently, almost as if she's taking mental notes. Um. So, and then she sets the rack up on top, and she says, you have to let it drain. That way you can get the wax back. Okay. The honey. You add water and sugar. And white powder. Okay. And you heat very slowly. If you heat it fast, it will turn to tar. This tar will make anything stick to anything. That sounds handy. Hmm. It is. Uh, it is difficult. Uh, Miri, as you're, you're, I'm assuming you're demonstrating yeah. this as you're talking. Yeah. Have you about. have you guys ever microwaved honey? That's what she's talking yes. about. No. It turns into asphalt. Right, no, but um, while you're talking to them and st- and looking at them, you're not looking at uh, the drain, the honey. You notice. 
that um, the container you were draining into has been replaced by Flack's open <laughs> mouth. As he's short enough that he's just kind of pushed it out of the way and opened up. She just kind of like, she just very nonchalantly just kind of like scruffs him and pulls him out. She's like, she doesn't even pause in her talking. (laughs) And see, Arlen completely missed it. She's just (laughs) sitting here considering... What is the uh, tactile strength between this honey when it's microwaved or burnt versus, like, animal glue? You know, will this work as a better adhesive for some of the stuff she's trying to make? It was a good try, Flack. (laughs) (laughs) Totally worth it. Flack, like, sits down dejectedly, (laughs) his ears drooping. And Arlen's like, later, later, I'll slip you something later. (laughs) Um, but she pulls out the little honey candies, and she's got she's got a tray that has obviously been like custom made, where it's these it's like little. Have you have you guys ever seen a cake pop tray? No, oh, a cake pop. No, where they're like it's like a a stainless steel tray. Is it like a like, this one's made a reverse cake? Uh, cupcake? Yeah, it's a they're like little half circles all the way around. Um, this one happens to be stamped with bees, so the design will come out inverse when she pops them out of the tray. Um, um, and she, you can tell that these are the little candies she makes, and she she makes little honey candies out of the, the honey. So Arlen is familiar with those trays as far as like making items and casting like jewelry yeah. and and metal and silver and. You know, oh, that's what I use to make arrowheads. But cake pops? Oh, no, they're just little round candies. That's just like, I was just like, hey, do you know what a cake pop tray is? Because that's what it looks like. Okay. But yeah. Um, The bees, now that it is morning, have actually started to wake up. And they're sort of like, they're doing the, the thing that bees do when they're like drunk flying. Where they just sort of like meander around and bump into everything. And they're just kind of flying into you, just like, like not even like realizing that you're there. And then they just kind of are just like chilling on you. Yeah, I'm totally not comfortable with bees yeah, and running into me. The same Arlen's like, hey, 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 you know, kind of like jumping back, like. Oh. <laughs> they're not like doing anything, and you can actually see them start working on the flowers and, um. They seem to gather around Mwiri and uh, and just kind of land on her more than they do you. Mm-hmm. That uh, Arlen's like has a bee on her chest, and she's like, "Shoo, shoo, bee, go, go, go to Mwiri. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where you belong. Go, go over there, over there. Yeah, they will not yeah, harm good. you. All right. They they just have like a lot of legs." And, like, stingy bits, right? I read about those in a book. Don't they, like, hurt? If you try and kill them. But but I'm nice, so if I don't try to hurt them, they won't, like... Correct. Poke Correct. me? For a bee to sting means the end of the bee's life. It is a last resort. Move hmm. very slowly. 
And with that, you begin to hear a commotion off in the distance. It's, like I said, about eight in the morning. And uh, you hear, like, what sounds like a buzz, like people talking, even at a distance. And you begin to hear shouts. And um, very quickly, someone runs down the road past your house, uh, a town crier, running past the house crying, The king is dead! The king is dead! The king is dead! And everywhere he goes, people start um, talking and looking worried. And the street suddenly starts becoming much more busy as people come out on the road and start asking questions. Um, You as players know that the king has been ill for quite some time. Um, You may uh, have even heard rumors that... uh, he has some sort of disease, but all the cure disease spells haven't been effective. And um, the last rumor was that he was getting better. So um, the streets are getting kind of crowded. And uh, as the entire city starts uh, coming alive and a buzzing, there is a talk of unrest uh, where people, because, you know, since the king is, is, is ill, and not doing well, of course. You always hear the talk around town is what's going to happen next. Is it going to be the queen taking over? And she's not She's not a native here. Um, you would all know that Queen Iosa is not a native of Kervosa. She is from a uh, foreign land. And is not well loved by the people. Um, so the uh, the streets around you start coming to life as people start asking questions and shouting and and um, uh, basically making a ruckus by this very tumultuous news that they just heard. I mean, the king of Corvosa dying, that's huge. So what's that mean for your commission, Blondie? Well, I mean, I was already paid, but this is horrible was a kind man. I thought he was getting better. He looked better. She uh, she actually like has like tear-rimmed eyes. And she was like, he was... I know he was a king and not everyone liked him, but he was kind to me. So what happens next? Marilyn just kind of shakes her head, uh, her head down. She just walks out after Some that. Some other poor fool sits like, on that cursed throne. That's what happens next. Arlen's already kind of like out of the room outside. And I think we'll uh, end the session there. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed episode five of the podcast and are looking forward to episode six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and, and so forth. Um, it was fascinating to watch the players this, the end of this session. Um, very much so, especially since, and I don't know if I'm going to detail a lot of the differences between the book and my story because I don't want to, uh, uh, people to know too much you know i want to kind of make it seamless i want the the viewer and the players to not know what was the book and what was me but i do feel sometimes it's important to point out uh, how much players can affect the game in the book 
uh, it said that, you know, hey, after they beat the bad guys, it's going to be a bunch of orphans. Uh, just have them run off into the streets so that the players don't have to worry about them. Or if they really want to, uh, they can round them up or try to and then dump them off on one of the orphanages in the city. I don't think the writer of the book ever thought that the players would take all of them home with them. <laughs> Like poor lost puppies, uh, and then debate on opening an orphanage. I personally, I think it's fantastic. I'm really excited to see where that goes and what that does because nothing invests players and I think viewers more than having things at stake. And, and, and without me even as a GM having to work at it, the players themselves are making great stakes for themselves. Because now, even if I don't directly threaten the kids or anything like that, they have something to protect, something to fight for, something that is going to be a massive concern for them. And that's just great world building as far as I'm concerned. So uh, again, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I've taken up enough of your time. So until next time take care everyone